It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. And be sure to check us out wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or all the rest out there. Just make sure to rate review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of Locked On Panthers. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday, like tomorrow, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, and I'm sure you have plenty of them as the quarterback competition is ongoing and the Panthers prepare for their preseason opener on Saturday afternoon against Ron Rivera and the Washington Commanders to participate in tomorrow's weekly Friday mailbag, either at me, at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council right now. Don't wait because I'm going to record the show early afternoon on Thursdays like I do. So get those questions in and then I will answer your questions next or well, tomorrow. Not next week, but t- tomorrow. If you don't get them in on time, then next week I'll answer your questions. So get those in. Follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. DM at me. Do what you got to do to participate. Training camp, it's over. It comes and goes really fast. Uh, 12 days. Over there, well, longer than 12 days, but 12 practices down at Wofford College in Spartanburg, South Carolina. The Carolina Panthers still have the ongoing quarterback competition between Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, both of which will play Saturday afternoon in Washington, Landover, Maryland, technically against the Washington Commanders. Who will get the first snap? Your guess is as good as mine. Matt Corral, not Matt Corral, Matt Rule, for whatever reason, has decided to continue to go along with the charade of this quarterback competition, we all know Baker Mayfield is the best option from everything I've heard and seen and read. All the people who've covered the Carolina Panthers the last two and a half weeks down there at Spartanburg have seen that Baker Mayfield is the best option for Carolina. They did not bring him in here to be a backup to Sam Darnold or even Matt Corral, who they drafted in the third round earlier this year. That's not the case. Baker is going to be the guy, but Matt, Corral, but Matt Rule... Too many mats. Matt Rule is still not willing to commit to Baker as his starting quarterback. We'll see how it pans out. We'll have probably more information later tonight as the Panthers will be at FanFest at Bank of America Stadium. Matt Rule will once again speak to the media, and I would imagine then he'll let them know who will be starting on Saturday. And again, if it's Sam Darnold, it doesn't matter because come September 11th in 30 days' time, Sam Darnold will not be the starting quarterback. It will be Baker Mayfield, whoever leaves him out there, bursts against the Browns. That's the player that you should be most concerned about, not who starts on Saturday against Washington, although I'm sure people will not be happy if it turns out to be Sam Darnold, especially after seeing the unofficial depth chart that came out on Tuesday. Didn't get to that on yesterday's show. It had already been done recording, but I'll get into it here in just a moment later on the show. A few things from Matt Rule 
that can really take away. He was asked about who his camp MVP is, and he named Taylor Moten as his MVP, saying that he's taken the next step in terms of leadership and in becoming that elite tackle. Moten's yet to be a pro bowler. He's yet to be an all-pro. But he still got paid last year, and he's been the most consistent player on this Panthers offensive line, and he's someone who's helping bring Icky Aquanu along, which can only help the Panthers in the long run when Icky is finally the starting left tackle here in Carolina, and Taylor Moten's on the other side at right tackle, and the Panthers finally have a solid tackle combination, something that they've been missing for years. And I'm happy that they have Icky here, and I'm happy that Taylor Moten is moving forward into that leadership role. And Matt Rule also brought up Brian Burns who's kind of had to step into a leadership role in that defense throughout pre, out, throughout training camp as Shaq Thompson remains on the pup list, should be good to go week one against the Cleveland Browns. But hearing that Moten, hearing that Burns, those are two guys that stepped up over the course of 12 practices down at Wofford. That is all positive. And the vibes have been positive. It was interesting listening to Matt Rule when I guess he had had a conversation with J.J. Jansen, a long snapper here on the team, about fans out there on Twitter or where else, wherever else, um, I guess, trashing Matt Rule for yelling at them after the Richard Higgins would put the ball across the goal line and all that kind of stuff. I don't really understand, like, the need to get all bothered about Matt Rule gathering his team around. And J.J. Jansen, I guess, said to him, that's unfair. Like, they have no idea what's going on. And that's the good thing about actually having people in person nowadays with the media and being able to get your actually your eyes and ears on what's going on at practice opposed to what it was like the last two seasons with Matt Rule here in Carolina. And I think that's played a big role, that and the losses, of course. Matt Rule not really being welcomed, not welcomed, but embraced by this community so far because he has not been able to get out there and really be a part of Charlotte. And he hasn't won enough games. So people are going to draw their own conclusions of who they think he is. And he was asked, well, hey, you seem to be smiling a lot. It's like, of course he's going to be smiling a lot. They don't have the COVID protocols anymore. They don't have to deal of a lot of the negative things that were going around. It's year three. He has the staff that he finally wants. He probably feels good about Baker Mayfield, even if he won't say it. The defense was one of the best in the league last year, and they should be great again. And special teams seems to be fixed. There's a lot of things to be happy about if you're Matt Rule heading into this upcoming season. Now, there's a ton of pressure, but it doesn't seem to be bothering him. He's wholly aware of what people say about him and his team heading this upcoming season. But as I've told you all before, Baker's going to win this job. I feel good about where the roster is at. I like what Scott Fitter has done. This feels like a playoff team to me. I am really freaking confident about that. But again, we need to see how the rest of the preseason plays out here as they start off on the road on Saturday afternoon against Ron Rivera and the Washington Commanders. Now, the unofficial depth chart came out on Tuesday evening, and I saw a lot of folks were not happy about it. I don't think we should get too upset, but there were some actual things to take away other than, well, Matt Rule and the entire Carolina Panthers coaching staff trolling all the fans when it comes with the offensive line depth chart looks currently. We'll talk about, we'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a brand new flavor. You ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it yet again. Let me introduce you to my new favorite and really my all-time favorite Built Bar, the Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus 
they're healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run, do not walk to built.com right now to snag a box for you and your family. It will be the perfect treat or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them all for yourself. And I will not judge you at all for doing that. Go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your first order at built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the Carolina Panthers put out an unofficial depth chart on Tuesday night, and it had a lot of folks over on social media not happy when they looked at the depth chart for the offensive line that read Brady Christensen, first team left tackle, Michael Jordan, first team left guard, and then Pat Elfline or Bradley Bozeman as the starting center here for the Carolina Panthers. Were you really surprised by that? I don't think it should be all that surprising considering how things have played out through the course of 12 practices at Wofford College during training camp. They are making a key in the job. He's going to earn the job. They're eventually going to move Brady Christensen over at left guard. Why they're doing this right now, I have no idea. But let's understand something. The unofficial depth chart, unofficial is key, came out on August 9th. The season does not start until September 11th. The Panthers are only allowed to have 53 men on the active roster. They currently have 90. In short... It's not worth getting upset over an unofficial depth chart when there's 90 guys still here in a Panthers uniform when there's only going to be 53 that are allowed to hang around for the start of the season. If anything, they put this out just to troll the fans and bravo, congratulations, Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers. Y'all have successfully done that. It's not anything to get upset about. And even when they have the 53-man initial roster that comes out, it's key. It's the initial 53-man roster. It's going to be fluid. It's going to change throughout the season. Some of the guys who might make it immediately might turn around and get cut a couple of days later after the Carolina Panthers go out there and look at the waiver wire and see, hey, let's go pick this veteran up. He might fit in here better. Now, with that being said, there were some things to take away. And I guess the other thing that they used to kind of troll the fans was P.J. Walker's listed as a second-string quarterback ahead of Matt Corral with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold both being listed as the first-team quarterback, either one of those options. So, P.J., second-string, and Matt Corral, third-string, when we all know P.J. Walker's not going to make the roster. And it's one of the things, too, with the offensive line, we all know that Michael Jordan's not going to be a starting left guard. We've seen enough of Pat Elfline to know that Bradley Bozeman is going to win a center job. And in due time, Ike Kwanu is going to be the starting left tackle. Will it be week one? I don't know. It seems to be training that way, especially with Matt Rule saying the other day that they're going to be more aggressive and getting him snaps because they see that he's earning the job and it's time to now get him prepared through the course of these three preseason games to be ready to play 
at left tackle against Miles Garrett there week one at Bank of America Stadium. Now, there were some things I actually was able to take away from the unofficial depth chart that had me interested to see how things play out when it comes to the initial 53-man roster. Rashard Higgins looks like he's going to make this team as he's listed as a second-team wide receiver behind DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson currently. And when looking at the wide receivers, last year they only kept six. So DJ's going to be on the roster, Robbie, Terrace, Rashard, and then at that point, I would say that Andre Roberts is going to count as the kick returner. So there's five. Then it comes down to Brandon Zilstra and Shai Smith. And then unfortunately for C.J. Saunders suffering an injury, he won't factor into it. So it comes down to Zilstra and Shai Smith. My guess is Brandon Zilstra would make it best based, uh, best based on excuse me um, his special teams prowess. And it was Shai, still has some legal things to get figured out, have no idea how it's going to work out, I would say he'd be the odd man out. And maybe they could keep seven. But here's something to understand as we continue to go over what they did last year compared to what what they might do this year. They had two quarterbacks on the roster last season, Sam and PJ. This year, they're going to have three, which means that they're going to have one less player from a certain position group. They're going to have three specialists with, not with Zilstra, but with um, J.J. Jansen, the long snapper, with... um, Johnny Hecker, the punter, and Zane Gonzalez, the kicker. Like, that three is not going to change. They're going to have three quarterbacks. It's going to be Matt Corral. It's going to be Sam Darnold. It's going to be Baker Mayfield as the starting quarterback. So, last season, they had 10 defensive linemen. Will they have 10 again this year? They had 9-0 linemen. I don't think that number is going to change. They had nine defensive backs, four of which were safeties. How does that factor now with three quarterbacks? They had four tight ends, six linebackers. Do, they, do those numbers stay the same? as we continue to evaluate how things pan out here the rest of the preseason. We'll see. Now, I think Rashard Higgins is going to make the roster. I think it'll be Rashard, DJ, Robbie, Terrace, Andre Roberts, and then Brandon Zilstra with Jai Smith getting cut. Now, the other thing that I looked at was Deontay Brown, the six-round pick last season that the Panthers decided to take instead of taking Trey Smith, who also plays guard. I know a lot of Panther fans like to get upset, about Thomas Fletcher, and it was a bad choice even back then. You didn't need hindsight to understand that taking a player who's a long snapper in the sixth round doesn't make a ton of sense, especially when you called him telling him that you drafted him, that he was expecting it to be a call about, oh, you want to sign me as a undrafted free agent. No, that was not the case. If you want to be upset about the Panthers' choices in the sixth round back in 2021, I had someone tweet at me being like, why do fans get upset about six-round picks? Like, I don't know, man, but people do. And it can be a reasonable criticism, even though I don't think very many of you actually knew anything about the uh, about uh, Trey Smith prior to then and thought that that, would be, that should be the choice. Either way, if you want to be upset about what they did in the sixth round, be upset about the fact that Trey Smith is going to be a starter once again in Kansas City this upcoming season. And Deontay Brown seems to be in pretty big danger of missing this roster as he's currently listed as a third-string left guard, especially when you consider that Brady Brady Christensen is going to be the first-string left guard. It's going to be Brady, then Michael Jordan, and then you have Deontay Brown. Sorry, not Deontay Brown. Dennis Daly. And that was another takeaway. Completely forgot Dennis Daly was on the roster. So currently they have it as Michael Jordan and then Dennis Daly and then Deontay Brown. But when you move over Brady Christensen, it'll be Brady Christensen, Michael Jordan, 
Dennis Daly, Deontay Brown. Deontay Brown is not going to make this roster right now. It does not appear to be the case. And again, they took nine offensive linemen last year. They're going to have Icky at left tackle. They're going to have Brady Christensen at left guard. They're going to have Bradley Bozeman at center. Austin Corbett at right guard, at right tackle, Taylor Moten. That is five. Cam Irving will be back again, so there's six. Pat Ulfline makes it seven. Michael Jordan makes it eight. And then it comes down to Cade Mays, Deontay Brown, and Dennis Daly fighting for that last spot. This staff did not draft Dennis Daly, and he has dealt with injuries, and he has not shown nearly enough to think that he's going to remain on the roster this upcoming season here in Carolina. Deontay Brown barely played last year, had his own little injury of his knee, came back, looked really good in that final game of the season on the road against Tampa. But again, right now, you're not hearing anything from him and where they have him listed. Again, it's only unofficial, but you can maybe kind of read between the lines when it comes at least to the offensive line depth, not the first team, but with the depth guys. Seems like he's not going to make the roster. Cade Mays, they've moved him around to tackle, guard, and center. Appears to be more versatile. Of those three guys, I would be taking Cade Mays. And understanding, too, They're having one more quarterback than they had a year ago on the active roster. So it's possible that you might lose someone from your position group that you had there a year ago. Again, I think the Panthers are going to keep nine offensive linemen once again this year. Doesn't make a ton of sense to go down to eight, especially when you've been able to build some quality depth. But it looks like Cade Mays is likely that ninth guy on the offensive line this upcoming season. Third thing I was looking at, Dante Foreman and Chuba Hubbard both listed as the second string running back. That's something that's going to probably play out more in the preseason. We'll see what that looks like on Saturday afternoon in Washington and in next week against New England on Friday evening. And then, of course, the preseason finale at home against Buffalo. So we'll see how that plays out. And then looking at the secondary, Keith Taylor, he's been out with a hamstring injury, seems to be safe. After how he performed a year ago as he's listed as the second team cornerback, you got Chris Westry and Kalen Barnes both as third stringers ahead of Stan Thomas Oliver. I came here to you a couple weeks ago when when camp started off saying that Stan Thomas Oliver and Kalen Barnes both would likely be fighting each other to stay on this roster as they're both former seven-round picks. Stan Thomas Oliver back in 2020 at FIU and then Kalen Barnes this past year in the seventh round out of Baylor played or at least was recruited by Matt Rule and Phil Snow down there at Baylor. It looks like Thomas Oliver is not going to make the roster. Was a special teams guy. Barnes, a better athlete, a little bit longer. Fits kind of in the mold of what they want here at corner. I don't project him to be someone who's going to be a starter at cornerback, especially when you look at it. You got JC, you got Dante, you got CJ Henderson ahead of him, and then, of course, Keith Taylor. But it's not just that. Looking at last season, they had nine defensive backs. Nine of them. Four of them were safeties, four were just true corners, and then one of them was a nickelback and Miles Hartsfield. Is Miles Hartsfield potentially on the roster bubble this year? He's currently listed as a third-team strong safety with Kenny Robinson opposite of him at free safety in a third-team role and in Sam Franklin in the fourth-team role currently. So again, they kept nine defensive backs last year, four more safeties. When you look at the defensive backs this upcoming year, at corner, J.C. Horn on the roster, Dante Jackson on the roster, C.J. Henderson on the roster, Keith Taylor, I assume, will be on the roster once again. Then at safety, Jeremy Chin, Xavier Woods, Justin Burris, and Sean Chandler, those four guys will be once again back on the roster. 
and you look at a year ago, again, nine guys. Who's the, who's the ninth? Hartsfield, Westry, Barnes, Stan Thomas Oliver, Kenny Robinson, Sam Franklin. Bringing in another quarterback is going to take away the depth from another position. Like, the Panthers don't need three quarterbacks, but they're stuck with them because of the Sam Darnold contract and that no one out there wants them. And they decided to go bring in Baker Mayfield, which was the right decision. But because of that, you're not going to have a couple of those guys I just mentioned. If not, you're only going to have one of them. One of the six, it looks like. Westry, Hartsfield, Barnes, Thomas Oliver, Robinson, Frank, Sam Franklin. So that's, three, that's six. So you're only get one of those six players. Five of those six are be gone. Now, Thomas Oliver, did you miss it that much? Barnes, would you miss it that much? Probably not. Franklin, Robinson, who hasn't made the team in his previous two attempts, they'll be on the practice squad. No big deal. But still, it is something to look at as I as we continue to evaluate how the preseason goes the next couple of weeks, starting a Saturday afternoon. Like, I don't think they can keep an extra wide receiver. They're going to have to cut down on the defensive line. Will Phil Hoskins now not make the team? Those are things to look out for. Don't get too caught up in what the offensive line looks like right now as far as the starters. Like, we know who the starters are going to be, but who's going to be that last guy to get in? And what position group is going to get a player stolen from them because Sam Darnold's on this roster when he's likely not going to contribute anything at all this upcoming season. Now, as they do head into week one of preseason, there are a couple of injury updates that Matt Rule provided over at Wofford on Wednesday. We'll talk about those here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Injuries have been a problem for the Panthers, especially the cornerback room has been hit pretty hard. And we saw on Tuesday, C.J. Saunders and Ian Thomas from the offensive side of the ball, wide receiver and tight end, respectively, their position. Both of those guys went down for Thomas. Rib injury should be out a week or two, really depending on pain, according to Matt Rule. Not a massive concern. He'll be ready week one. That's the thought. Now, another player, though, C.J. Saunders, tough news for him, quad strain, Expected to miss three to four weeks. Impossible to see him making a roster at this point in time as I just went over. Just looking at the wide receivers, I see it being difficult for them to add a seventh guy. As Terrace, Robbie, DJ, Rashard Higgins, Andre Roberts, and Brandon Zilstra are likely going to be the six. They kept six a year ago, as I mentioned before. Shai Smith doesn't look like it's going to work out for him. And my initial thought before going back and seeing what they did a year ago, then looking at the unofficial depth chart and trying to break it down as best I could, was that, oh, this could be good news for Shai Smith, as Saunders was out there catching everything. And it might, honestly, might be better news for Brandon Zilstra. Who's to say that Saunders, who's a younger player, doesn't step in and then take Zilstra's spot as that special team's ace and also someone who could be the punt returner? And at this point in time, we have no idea who's going to return punts. Now, Saunders, what he can do, though, is... I think they'll tr- probably bring him back on the practice squad. When he ever gets healthy, he could come in, be the punt returner. I know last year they went to Alex Erickson. We'll see how that plays out. But for him, 
really tough break. Good news, likely for Brandon Zilstra, if he would have been on the bubble, as he's always going to be on the bubble, with with um, Saunders healthy and in Shai Smith, maybe that gives an opportunity to be the seventh guy. Or the Panthers stick with six like they did last year, and none of those guys are going to make the roster anyways. We'll see how it plays out um, moving forward. But again, tonight, FanFest for the Panthers at Bank of America Stadium should get some clarity on who the starting quarterback is going to be for the game on Saturday against Washington. Does it matter that much? If it's Baker, I would say, yeah, it matters. If it's Sam, I would say no. <laughs> and it's fun, yeah, because I'm, I'm trying to cherry pick it in a way, which absolutely I'm doing. Like, if it's Sam Darnold, we know Sam Darnold's not going to win a starting job. If they're ready to go and put Baker there, then clearly Baker has already won the job. I would not be surprised to see Sam Darnold there as the guy who takes the first snap just because, well, that's what the Panthers have done throughout this process is give Sam an opportunity even though he was never going to seize it. So we'll see how it plays out. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, guys, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel, and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts or Spotify and all the rest. Just make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where tomorrow I'll answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on the show, either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council. But again, make sure to follow me at Julian Council. In the meantime, have a great day. Enjoy Fans Fest. Be safe if you're out there. In, I don't know, it's probably going to be, I don't know how hot it's going to be, but either way, enjoy it. And as always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Friday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.